And now, Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. We're going. Okay. Matthew. Gordon. Good to see you again. Yeah. Haven't been in the studio for a while. No, we've been having the GDC ones. We're all done with Has our Has it been list. since before GDC? I think so. Good Lord. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that long. It's been a while. Lives are just whizzing by us. Yes. yes. We're going to be doing this from our, from our deathbeds. <laughs> In no time, both our deathbeds next to each other, just cranking out one last cast. I hope hope that I quit this before then. (laughs) Hey, Um, it could happen real soon. You never know. This could be the last one. Yeah. We could both get hit by a bus on the way home. We could have a satellite come through the roof right now. Well, then you'd never It's a dead satellite. So, uh, I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon McLattery. This is Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. Welcome to it. Here we are. We're here. Uh, we, okay, I just noticed a thing when yeah. I was doing my little bit of research before this one. We, our last episode was yes. four years. Sweet. I think. Wow. 40 divided by 12, right? Yeah. Yeah, this will be episode 41. Wow. I think. Something like that. Anyways, we passed 40 Crazy. Episodes. Four years. Silently, without noticing. It's pretty good. And uh, we also passed 50,000 downloads. So Wow. That's kind of uh, cool, too. That's all, actually, we're that's past only that. on, right. That's only on the one website. On the old host, we lost that. We had like a whole bunch of ones, so we lost right. stats on lost that one. Lost a few. Okay. But yay us. Way yeah. to go. It's not Woo. bad for a niche little thing that barely, a very small <laughs> fraction of the population <laughs> of the world cares about. Yep. <laughs> We've done pretty good. We've Nor gotten, should a large population of the world care about it. It's, it deserves to be a niche. It deserves to be small. If we got really huge numbers one month, I'd be really be weirded out. I'd yeah, be, like, I'd be what, like, oh no. What happened? <laughs> what did we get confused with? Yeah, it would be like, oh no, here come a bunch of really talented kids that are going to just make it, just make us so obsolete so fast. Um, yeah, don't tell the kids about us. <laughs> Don't tell the kids about this career. <laughs> um, we're kidding. That's what we're here for. Yeah. We're here to invalidate ourselves over time. Yes. Surpass me, people. Yeah. That's, is that the blue ocean philosophy? <laughs> so, yeah. There's something like that. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> sure. That. Yeah. Um, got any announcements? Our announcements. Uh, Splitter Critters just came out on Nintendo Switch. Congratulations. Uh, very happy with that. We started working on the new game with Rack 7, kind mm-hmm. of surprisingly. Yep. We did a Ludum Dara with them. We came up with a cool Final Fantasy farming tactics style game. <laughs> but then, great. but And so we were, we were pumped to maybe work on that. Or, their, or the submarine game that we did the year before. Or the... Sasquatch game that they were working on the year before that. But then Jesse came up with a new mechanic and posted on Twitter this new mechanic, and it got like 10,000 likes. So yeah, cool. I guess that's the game we're going to do next. Sweet. Yeah, so that's, so that's fun. That's not really an announcement. That's just me talking. Yeah. Uh, we also released Bunker Punks finally this week on Monday. I saw that. I yep. went to be, went to go buy it in support and realized I'd already bought it. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Matthew. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, right, that early access. I bought that it already." Has, <laughs> it has been in production for four years. Early access for most of those years. Yeah, 
because we, yeah, we got off to a ripping start. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we just, it just went into a bit of a lull. It was inconsistent, slow production, but yep. Shane had to go make some money. That's, right. That's independent game development for you. Sometimes yeah. you run out of funds. <laughs> you you got to go, go do some consulting. Funds. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it seems to be going fine. Good. I, good. We weren't expecting it to blow the world up or anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were hoping it would, but early access kind of showed us that that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Which kind of took a lot of pressure off, really. Right. I think for Shane. Yeah. He then got to fo- focus more on making the game he wanted to make. Yeah. And uh, spend as much time as he wanted to doing that. Cool. So, but he did kind of wreck his body for mm-hmm. a while when he was still going really hard on it. He wrote an article for. I think Kotaku on that. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, what else? I got nothing. I think I put um, out some more music. Yeah. So then. yeah. Anyway, so the bunker. Yeah. Bunker Punk's album is available everywhere. Yeah. Now. I'd forgotten to. So I, <laughs> I'd put it up on Spotify. Yeah. Months ago, because Shane had given us a deadline or a release date. He's like, yeah. "We're going to release now," and yeah. Spotify, if you through your whoever your distributor is. It can take up to five weeks to actually show up after you've done the upload because, I don't know, iTunes is mm-hmm. an, archaic, an archaic dinosaur of some sort. Uh, so I got it. I got my album up, mastered, ready, on time, uploaded mm-hmm. to definitely be online in five weeks. This is the hard thing about game soundtracks, releasing game soundtracks. Yeah. And this is actually applicable information, is that uh, because iTunes is so weird... Mm-hmm. And I think iTunes is the one at fault here. Maybe the other ones are, but I feel like iTunes are the one like that make the rules that everyone else has to follow. Right. Um, and so they can they seem to be the ones that can be the most inconsistent with because it could show up in one week. It could show up in six weeks. You just and don't know. you have to just err on the side of the latest. Yeah. If you want it to be available when the game launches. And you do want it to be available for when the game launches, because you want to be at that peak of popularity. Because almost every game launch starts high and then tapers off. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to miss that. You don't want to miss that. So it makes it really hard to coordinate a nice, clean launch. Yeah. Um, if not impossible. For yeah. streaming services. Yeah. Uh, you can do your Bandcamp. Bandcamp's just a beautiful website that you just push a button and it's instantly available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can't do that with any of the streaming services. So basically, I am just upfront with my developers, and I recommend people do the same. Is that the al- it's very likely the album could be out before the game, um, <laughs> yeah. And that's and so that you have to be careful about naming your song titles. Was just going to say spoilers. That's stuff a, that, like that. That's probably the biggest thing you got to worry about in those circumstances is making sure your song titles don't spoil the game. Yeah, yeah. Last boss <laughs> level twenty eight. That's a bad song title. <laughs> yes. The part where, the part where your best friend dies. <laughs> it's a bad song title. Keep him vague. Lament for main character death. Yeah. <laughs> no, reach for your vague, radioheady '90s '90s grunge, just abstract titles. Yep. Um, and you will be all good. Pair two things on your desk and use them as the name. Yeah, yeah. Just what's on your left and what's on your right. There you go. Uh, that's it for my announcements, I yep. think. We've been working away. We have a couple new exciting things that have started, but we're not allowed to talk about them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are going generally pretty good. Cool, cool. I got not. I, I guess I put out some new music, but that's 
whatever. Mm -hmm. Weird music, some more of that music. Anything going on in the world? Uh, well, we, had, we added another sound designer to our team here at Clay. Oh, boy. So that's pretty cool. So now there's four sound designers right. and like one and a half composers. Okay. So the team is growing. And that sound is designer cool. is? Uh, Giacomo. Jack from Italy. Yeah. Correct? Yep. BFS grad? BFS grad. So he was familiar with the city already. He was happy to. And he was familiar with the podcast, I think. Relocate here, which was cool. He was, or he was familiar because he contacted me, and this had yep. nothing to do with him getting hired at Clay. But I think we talked about this briefly. Don't contact Gord if you want a job at Clay. Yeah, no, that's not. I'm not going to be. That's not for that. part of the story. Um, but he actually contacted me about VFS. Cool. Many many years ago. Yep. Um, and asked me what the deal was because I was doing my own very short podcast mm -hmm. for VFS. Yeah. Um, since I won that scholarship, I told them I would do a weekly thing, which was exhausting. I bet. So they were they were short, but it was exhausting because I yeah. wanted them to be good. But by the end, they were just me talking into my phone recorder while I was walking home at 6 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I think I recorded one after the seagull or I think – no, it wasn't a seagull. It was something way worse, like a pelican or something shit on my head <laughs> at 4 a.m., <laughs> I was walking home oh. from VFS. Just I was pulling all nighter after all nighter. Yeah, because um, they push you pretty hard at that school. And some, I thought someone had thrown an apple at me out of a bus. It was so big. Oh, it, it like it hurt. Oh, nasty. And it was just this huge, disgusting. Oh. I've never smelt something worse in my life. Yeah, uh, I was just dry heaving, and I and it was there were no buses running or anything. Yeah. And so I was walking to a car to go, and I had to walk across the Granville Street Bridge. I was walking for like a kilometer, two kilometers, mm -hmm. with just this mass of shit on my head. <laughs> just like, just dry, dry heaving for one and a half kilometers. <laughs> it was terrible. And I never dry heave. That, like, stuff doesn't make me feel sick. Uh, this so, was a bad smell. So gross. This was a bad smell. And I was wearing headphones. It got on them. Uh... uh I had to, I, so yeah, I got in the car to go, stunk that up. So I'm in this car to go with the windows open, just <laughs> just gulping down the air coming in the windows. And then got home and took like four, and I had to wash my hair like four times. It was horrendous, horrendous, but it's supposed to be good luck, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I don't, no, I don't believe that. Kind of like getting struck by lightning. <laughs> I'd say that's good luck. Yeah. Um, I guess kind of announcement. Slightly just bragging okay. as well. We got uh, evaluations from GDC Talks. Oh, fun. Okay. And so uh, me and Kevin did our talk on Real Talk. Mm -hmm. uh, we got ranked number eight out of 435 talks. That's all of GDC? or That's all of GDC. Wow, that is good. Yeah. Wow. I nice kinda, work. Kind of blew my mind. I can't think of a more applicable thing than Real Talk to uh, an audience that is Probably largely folks interested in how to get work. Yeah. 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 It's, it was, it was, good. was it, it was part of the boot camp or was it? It was part of the boot camp. Of the, so it's it perfect for boot camp. Yeah. It was the number one out of the eight boot camp talks. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, being so highly ranked in the entire conference was just like, wow. That's pretty cool. If That's only they crazy. gave you money for that or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just going to walk away from that one right now. <laughs> Oh, well, what was it we saw today? Somebody uh, somebody posted about they were they were approached to Carly, talk. Carly, our Car last our last podcast guest. 
Yeah. Carly posted on, on Twitter about being approached to do a talk at a conference, and they wanted her to pay them. $500. What? I What? How do they, have they ever had a speaker show up? I, I don't. She wouldn't I'm, respond. She wouldn't name and shame. No, no. So I guess respect. Very professional. Very professional. Very professional, that. Carly. Disappointing to me, but re- but professional. <laughs> I know it's the right thing to do. Um, so if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, uh, we're now expecting uh, $1,000 payments. Right, Carly, we're charging you retroactively. Um, everybody, everybody who's ever been on the podcast, um, we need. Um, we're sending you an invoice. Yeah, everybody's getting an invoice from the company that doesn't exist. That is yeah. the Kaiga, <laughs> the Kaiga Inc. Good thing we're unorganized because that'll never happen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, what do we want to talk about this month? Oh, we do have another announcement. I oh, forgot. Wait, what is the Audio Bash summer date? Yes, Audio Bash. That was one of our questions. Yes. That was well. Uh, but we let's get it off the top. It is July. It's in July. It's the 14th? It, it is the 14th. July 14th is going to be the Summer Audio Bash. Summer Audio Bash in Bellingham. If you're in the Pacific Northwest, get ready. Come on down. Um, it is an afternoon of talks. Mm-hmm. Some have been lined up. Some are yet to be lined up. TBD. Uh, there is always some panels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will this this time because it's the summer. There will be a picnic afterwards. Yeah, last year was great. Yeah, and I've managed to organize it so that I don't have to leave to go to wrestling. So great. I will be there for the picnic this time. <laughs> <laughs> have to leave. <laughs> yeah, um, the sad thing this month, Matt, is that we missed the game audio symposium, and that yeah. was my fault. I put I, my birthday party on that day. Well, I almost bailed on your birthday party to go to it. So (laughs) I was like, yes. And then some other people uh, I knew also got sick and bailed because they were busy on stuff. And I was just like, "Uh, I don't want to drive down alone. Anyway, I'm sure it was amazing. If you you went, tell us about it. Yeah. Let us know. Um, It's always, every year, it's always fun to go to. We always really enjoy it. The podcast exists because of that symposium. Yeah. So extra shameful. Yes. I, I, I didn't have a choice. Caitlin was leaving for two weeks the day yep. after the birthday party. It was the only day I could have it. Yep. Um, cool. All right. Well, we, we have go. some stuff to talk about. Yes. We have as much stuff to talk about as we want. Um, <laughs> I started a hashtag. You did. Game you, audio tips. Which was awesome. I saw you starting to I was like, this is a great idea. It was, it was, Caitlin was away. I needed something to do with my time. Yep. So I just started uh, just writing all these things down. And then I'm getting them all. They're just all scheduled to come out every morning. So you're good. You schedule them all. I, like, get to work, and I'm like, what am I going to write today? Because I saw what you were doing, and I was like, this is awesome. This is a great idea. I'm going to start doing the same. Yeah. So I'm, like, a couple I'm like a couple of days behind you as far as number. I um, would never. They, it, there would be no consistency if I didn't <laughs> basically take an entire afternoon to yeah, yeah, yeah. write out, like, 50 of them. So. so. So I'm like just every day like what do I think of writing about today? Yeah, that's fine. Um, they can some other people are joining in on. Yeah. which is really awesome to see it starting to to take off and other people too just talking about hey you should go check out this hashtag. So congrats. Way to go. Yeah. Good job. I made a hashtag. Yeah. I'm relevant in social media. <laughs> um, the Idea is, well, I think I'm finally qualified for the advice. I've been giving it unqualifiedly unqual- for probably three years beforehand. <laughs> um, these are mostly tried and true things. Yep. 
that I think are, a lot of them are more fundamental to freelancing than game audio specifically, but it is kind of just whatever comes to my head. Mm-hmm. And if you are a listener to the, pod, to the podcast, it's going to be pretty redundant. We've gone over these things that I am tweeting out yeah. a million times, but if you want a uh, condensed refresher, mm-hmm. then just put in hashtag game audio tips. Yep. And you'll get a bunch. And then maybe someday I'll run out and I'll just put them all in a blog or something. I don't have a blog site, but I'll <laughs> no, put them somewhere. That would be the next step. <laughs> I'll put them all on a poster and you can buy it for $20. Oh, snap. Put it on a t-shirt, you can get it for 26 <laughs> Just tiny little letters. This, this is like small. Fourth, 4,000 words on a T-shirt. The smallest font you can print. <laughs> All right, so do you want to start? Uh, Should we go through a couple? Pick a fave? Pick a fave. Oh, jeez. Or pick, or like, I don't think we should go through them one by one. No. No, I gotta, I'm, I'm just searching for them on my phone. Yeah, same. All right, first, first person to find one that you like. And go. Uh, okay, this one's not mine. Oh, sweet. Um, Isabella Ness. Yes, she's been doing some great ones. Kill the compulsion to get every single sound perfect. Murder it. Bludgeon it with a hammer made of self-confidence and the whims of your project timeline. You can't successfully reach an iteration stage unless you get all the imperfect sounds in there first. Yes, absolutely. This is one I've we've gone over in the podcast lots mm-hmm. and that I tell my clients. Yep. Because this is something to rein your clients in. When you first start working, some, some clients want to get tweaky like right off the bat mm-hmm. and just start trying to get things perfect right away. A, if they hired you, they should know what they're working with. They should know your style. Unless they're completely unhappy with everything, then it's like, okay, let's go over our entire direction again. Yeah. But usually, if 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 my clients, and especially if they're on a tight schedule, if they've hired us late, mm-hmm. if they're coming in and they're saying, and they, they want to make a bunch of changes... Just just do a couple sounds, like generally happy with everything, but they want to start making a bunch of changes. A lot of the time, I will be like, oh, let's, we're on a time, we're on a short timeline here. Mm-hmm. The sounds being in are better than sounds mm-hmm. not being in. Yes. Like an existing sound is better than a perfect sound. Yeah. Um, a per- is better than a perfect sound that doesn't exist. Yeah. So coverage first, iteration later. Yeah. Cover cover everything, and yeah. then go back and start perfecting things, and prioritize what needs to be perfect most. Mm-hmm. Because the game's going to ship before you can make everything perfect. That's just how this. this that's game, life. That's how this life yeah. works. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very good, very good one. And you, that was the you, first one on my feed. You can't iterate on something that's not in the game. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, like you yeah. can, but it's a waste of time mm-hmm. because the context of the game and the mechanics and everything, all the other sounds and everything, the visuals, all of that adds up to whether or not the sound works. Yeah. And so if you're just iterating, even in a video, it's not the same. Yeah. So you need to get it into the game. So get something into the game and then you can start going, okay, is it right? Is it close? Is it not? Am I close, far from? Yeah. Are, we, are we shipping before I can even care about this? Yeah. Stuff because yeah. that does happen. Um, all right, I got your num your number two. Okay. Uh, always have a mic and MIDI controller set up in your studio, ready to record at the drop of a hat. This goes for both sound design and composition. Little barriers are the first step toward procrastination. Recognize them and remove them from your workflow. I know that's something I've said all the time. Of lower There's- your bar of entry, just make it all as easy as you can. Like you're always 
going to go for the laziest thing you can do. Yep. You know, and if all your tools are there and ready to go, then that's the easiest thing to do. Then, the, like, one of the best things is the easiest thing. Yeah. Like, doing an original thing that is stimulating your creativity and, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, there's a reason that one's number two. It's very, very important. Yeah. So, um, I I have always had a mic set up. Um, I don't I don't at work because I have a desk out with everybody, but we've got a, our little recording room that is always set up and ready to go so we can just walk over here and press record. Yeah. At home, I've always got a mic set up. But it wasn't until recently that I finally switched my setup so that I could have a MIDI keyboard hooked up all the time. Mm-hmm. And now I use it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I didn't have to, Who like, oh, I got to dig it out and eh, find some room for it. And, like, no, I just made room for it. Now and, I use it. And I know this was in one of my follow-up tweets, but uh, it, the same is for when you want to learn a new thing. Like, the accessibility of that thing matters. Right. So... I know probably everybody out there has a friend or a parent or someone that's, you know, went and bought a guitar or bought a banjo, and they just keep it in a case somewhere, and they played it for two days, and they never play it anymore at all. Yep. And this is because they've made it inaccessible to themselves. Or else they've put it in—I know my dad's done the same thing. He got an electric guitar, Mm -hmm. but he kept it in the basement, and he's never in the basement. Right. He, he's like, that's the guitar room. And it's cool to have, it's <laughs> it's a cool idea to have like this guitar space. Yeah. But if you're not like, if it's not the thing you want to be doing all the time. Yeah. You're not going to go down there and do it. Um, but, and maybe if it's not the thing you want to be doing all the time, maybe you're not, a, a, you're not born to be a guitar player. But yeah. my dad loves playing guitar, but he hasn't been playing the electric because it's just, it's not in the living room. It should um, just be in the living room. A while ago, I finally built a PC. Got a PC together, so right. I could do PC gaming and stuff. I barely, like, almost never play it because I'm on my couch mm-hmm. watching TV. Tanya goes to bed. I'm like, all right, it's time for me, you know, time for that. I get to just play some games on my own. I just turn on the PS4 because I'm on the couch on the and couch. the TV is right there. I yeah. like literally don't want to get up and go ten feet to the computer and turn it on. And I think like, that's the biggest difference between PC gamers and console gamers. Yeah. Is console gamers want to be comfy. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's a, like, it's easy. Yeah. I, I, I could play, you know, there's lots of fun games I've got on my PC that I want to play that are good. And I was like, yeah. lazy. So if everything you can do to make the best the best choices, the easiest choices. Yeah. Totally. You should do with your work. This one's very Kevin. It's Kevin Regami Game Audio Tips. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, game Audio Tips. Maybe this is just me. It's not just you. But if you're applying for a job or expressing interest in a collaboration or even if you're just following up after a chat, you don't need to ask me if it's okay to send me a link to your work. Just give me a damn link to your work. <laughs> yeah. So, I talked to him about that. Don't waste Kevin's time. I talked to him about that a little bit. And I'm, I, I very much like the, there's the polite people that ask mm-hmm. on like Twitter, like, hey, can I DM you about some stuff? I'm like, being polite like that is really cool. But if we've already talked... Right. Especially if we've already talked, just send me the stuff. Yeah. Like, you've already broken the ice. You don't need to check again if you can send me, you know, the link to your demo. Just send it to me. And um, there's a following that tweet, Kevin expressed, uh, like, a response he would get that was basically, hey, uh, if you've got the time, here's the link to my thing. When you've got some time to check it out, that would be really great on your own schedule. And it's like, that is great. Yeah. You know? That is just like I know you're busy. I'm. I have no expectation, 
but here it is. Right. I, it's never been one that occurred to me um, to be annoyed by necessarily. Yeah. But it is unnecessary. Yeah. It's definitely can be it's part of the conversation that can be completely cropped and will make no difference. Yeah. Um, somebody like myself, I've got my DMs open on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I expect people to just message me. Yeah. That's why I've left it open. Is, right. You know, so... Yeah, I opened mine up and I've had some pretty good chats with some folks. Cool. That's awesome. I don't think I've had trolls. I think I had one that I thought was a troll and then it just turned out to be someone that was not a great communicator. Nah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they were saying some weird stuff and I'm still not sure if they were a bot or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep going with you. Sure. Because doing my own feels weird. Uh, your number three, avoid spending money on gear, libraries, plugins if they're not going to concretely pay for themselves in the near future. Occasional indulgences, okay, but recognize it as such. Don't convince yourself it's an investment if there is no clear return. Totally. Very businessy. Yeah. But very but it's good. Like, important. Like I've got it. We all know I have a plug-in problem. If you mm-hmm. ever listen to the podcast, you know that I have, let's say, 500-some plugins. Right. That's a problem. I probably haven't bought a plugin in a year. Be like Gord, not like Matthew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also really like I buy everything on sale, and I you know have come to like realize it's it's not a business investment. I'm yeah. now not getting anything in return off of those. Mm-hmm. It's there is definitely plugins I've bought that I have lost. I. You know, they've become outdated. There is no new installer for whatever it was. They've been broken. I don't know where the authorization went. Something like they're just gone. That's money gone. Right. Um, They're not making back what they – I don't – like, why do I have four different SSL console (laughs) channel strips, right? Because I'm like, well, I want to try one of mixing music to use a different one. It's like, no, you don't need that. There's (laughs) – if you're the you're ne- more than likely never going to be the kind of person that needs that. Yeah, I'm not the kind of person that needs that, but I like playing around with them. Yeah, and it's that's sort of like my hobby. You yeah, know? yeah, plugin Hobbies collection. <laughs> so, it's and a, I'm exaggerating. I've definitely bought plugins within the past year, probably within the past few months. But more than likely, just about every plugin out there, you've probably already got something that's doing it. The most extreme response to that one. Yeah. Uh, which really, really drives it home, was Jonas Turner saying he's, he only uses the Pro Tools stock plugins. Yeah, which is amazing. And Jonas is a full-time, well-renowned sound designer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot say you can't make games with the stock plugins when you're like, shipping games yeah, right there. Jonas done. Who's, who's done it Yeah, on dozens of games. Yeah. I think, I feel, because I'm still a Pro Tools user, Mm-hmm. Uh, I only th- I think the two areas where the stock plugins don't hold weight for me um, is distortion and reverb. I can if agree you had with to that. like strip away everything and be like you only get stock. I'd I be remember like, not hating the Pro Tools distortion. I do not really like the Ableton distortion. Yeah, um, I've never liked it. The like what the heck is it called again? There was the Sansamp one, but yeah, right. I've that used like, that eh, for things. It's okay. Yeah. Um, the reverb really was like horrible. Deverb. Oh, <laughs> um, those would be like if I was to be like right starting over. You know, nope. Try to keep it all stock. Those are the two things I'd probably like grasp desperately to be like. Well, can I just can I just buy these two? 
Yeah. Just a reverb yeah. and a distortion, and then I'll be okay. Yeah. Spend you know. $200, you'd be covered yeah. for those two things. Yeah, I'd be good. Less, um, actually. I could probably find those two $50 things. $50 for Valhalla. Yeah, I could probably then, find a, a, a distortion for 50 bucks that I liked. Oh, that isn't Decapitator? It's not Decapitator, uh. yeah. <laughs> but I'll bet you I could find find something that is like I could make that I could make this just work. cry yourself to sleep every night. Yes, that too. <laughs> I've uh, Alex Barnhart has a preset in Decapitator because I described my like my my setup for Decap, and he made a preset called the Mat. Excellent. <laughs> uh, let's do one more from someone that's not me. Oh, Tony Porter. He's a yep. vet. Been doing stuff. Tony's a lot been doing for some a long good time. Ones. Uh, Get on the dinner list. Okay, I'm curious to see where this goes. I haven't seen this one yet. Oh. Don't let the team forget you just because you were hiding in the dark, scary part of the building. <laughs> I've been passed over too many times because I wasn't as visible that day. Assert your place. Get on that list. Keep it under $10. <laughs> I, I had issues you with have that. A whole, you have a whole f- philosophy based off of this tip. <laughs> do I? <laughs> you don't work in the studio. Uh, that's true. True, we do not get forgotten about. You don't. You don't work in this little room. You work smack dab the dab in the middle of the rest of development, so that you won't be forgotten. Yeah, that is basically it. We work on headphones all the time, so that we're not forgotten. Yeah, you know, we do as little work as we can. You know, occasionally somebody will be like, "Oh, I'm going to stay home at my home studio to mix," or like, "We've got a room here now." You know, we record and people move to that, and mm-hmm. you know, we're working to make sort of more of that and everything but yeah it's very much like we sit out so we don't get forgotten about so that when somebody's thinking about audio they can look over and see the audio person exactly yeah so i think that's what tony is saying yeah more or less yeah i don't Um, know about the what's what's the keep it under ten dollars that's for the day that that was going out for dinner every day or yeah back back when i i worked at an evil empire Mm -hmm. and there was crunch meals there was a budget there was like you know if you're going to be if you're staying for crunch dinner Here's how much you've got to spend. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So that's where I was like, I've got issues with this because it's about crunch. It's about crunch. Okay. That's so what the like, specific oh. dinner list means. Yeah. Okay. So that he's saying, so since I've never worked in crunch mm-hmm. land, he's saying that you will just not get to eat, period? Yes. Oh, God. Because you got you missed ordering dinner. Okay. Okay. Jeez. Um, you know, somewhere like what was at EA, they've got a cafeteria, so mm-hmm. you just go down to the cafeteria and get dinner. Right. But if uh, if you don't, if you're not that big, you're just like, right, somebody's got to order dinner. Right. So they got to go around and go, who are we ordering dinner for? Right. Okay. Make a list. Okay. And if you're off in your room, they've they've made the dinner order, and then you come out, and you're like, oh, dinner's here, and they're like, we didn't order you anything. You sons of. <sighs> yeah. Um, I got that, another- that is a bad one. That makes me sad. That that happens. Yeah. Uh, so here's another one from uh, Isabella Ness. Uh, randomization in small increments, but at multiple levels to keep variation strong on footsteps, general locomotion. Uh, she's obviously using Ys because mm-hmm. she said Daxter Mixture gets a randomizer. Random Container gets a randomizer. Event gets a randomizer. You get a randomizer. You get a randomizer. And she's got the Oprah, you all get a car <laughs> gif going. Yeah, it's uh I think that go actually goes with a lot of things. When you can when you can do something in in small amounts at multiple locations. It's like the like stacking compressors thing. Mm-hmm. Where you can stack, you know, three or four or five compressors 
and each is only doing a little bit of compression, you don't notice it. Versus like one compressor doing like fifteen dB of compression, you're like, I I can hear that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're doing so, you're doing subtle little, changes over time. Yeah. So if you're doing every small amounts of randomization at every chance you can get, that sort of thing it multiplies out, and you get way more randomization than you initially thought. Right. Um, so that's a cool, cool. It's a good one. It's a good idea. Randomize everything everywhere. Okay, I've got, I'm going to do, I don't feel like reading mine that much because they will just be kind of redundant for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, there was one from Edward Zolhoff. I just s- smoked by it, though. Where'd it go? Oh, Tony's got another good one here while you're searching for one. Sure. Uh, make friends with the animators. They can tell you when animations get updated to help keep your audio from going out of sync. They also probably already have video captures of everything you need already in some approval folder. They're also pretty cool folks. Get to know them. Send the animators flowers every day. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you can kind of say that about everybody on the team. Yeah. Like, get to know everybody on your team. There's, you know, they, you can, you know, all help each other out. Um, but yeah, animators are really good to. Some things are more applicable to sound than others. There's a lot that an animator will do that will directly affect your life as an audio person. Yeah. So if you're if you're in good with them, and they can totally keep you informed on what's going down, you know. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Here's uh, Eduardo Zolhoff. It's a good idea to have a notebook or anything that you can take notes on by your side when working. I know that we both do this. I've got notebooks all over my house. Mm-hmm. You'll often accidentally come up with a new cool sounds or techniques that could be useful later on, but there's a chance you won't remember how to do it again. So, yeah. try to. This is just a creativity note. This isn't sound design specific at all. But it's good to... Don't trust yourself. I, I've, this is something I've learned about myself in a big, big way, probably because there's some kind of ADHD thing going on. But... Uh, <laughs> I can't trust myself to remember anything. Yeah. If, if it's something that I want to remember to do later on, I have to get it somewhere concrete mm-hmm. as soon as possible or it will be gone forever. And this, this has led to embarrassing things with clients, like standing clients up on meetings, stuff like that. If I'm, just, if I'm like, remember that you have a meeting yeah. on Tuesday at noon, I need to get it on my phone yeah. right away. Yeah. Um, and I need to give myself, like, an alert the day before, mm-hmm. an alert 12 hours before, an alert two hours before, <laughs> one hour before, 10 minutes before. Yeah. That I set like four alerts for anything that has to do with meeting a person. Yeah. Because I just, I just like, I'll just be doing something else and just keep doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't you forget about the podcast recording one time? I forgot. Of course I have. <laughs> forgot about the podcast recording. I stood Garrett. Uh, uh, I stood Garrett, the architect artist, up on our first meeting oh, su- and somehow still got that gig. Yeah. I, I did it to Nels. <laughs> I didn't I didn't forget, I but I did the wrong time. Right. And because I left it up to my brain. Yeah, yeah. And my brain was like, no, it's at twelve thirty. No. But it was at twelve. No. <laughs> it's totally at twelve. No, I, I do it I still do it regularly, but I do it a lot yeah. less the more I the less the less I trust myself, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> yeah, it's I um with the with the drugs I was on for my health issues totally affected my short term memory. Oh wow, I couldn't remember anything. Yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah, fun. 
um, so mine, uh, I was my tips blew through a lot of the stuff we've said a million times on the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't ship with the game. Kill your babies. Um, there was one that I piggybacked off of yours. Of yours was uh, pick a plugin and learn the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like. Hey, look at your stuff before you buy anything. Have you done what Gord said to all your plugins? Yeah. If you haven't done that, then yeah. don't buy the new thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one that I... Oh, no. I'm not going to say it because it hasn't come up yet. I, oh. wrote, I wrote one today, but it's, oh, it's scheduled so- for later, so stay tuned till at least July. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it'll be out before this, but it's that far out. It's, it's very far out. All yeah. right. No, and it's something we've gone over before. I'm sure no it's something sneak we've gone peaks. over before. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good point to uh, run with a, we're a real podcast and we have a promo code. We're a real podcast with a promo code. Promo code. We need to get a, need to get a jingle. <laughs> um, yet again, this month, uh, Pro Sound Effects is kind enough to uh, sponsor us with this ad. Uh, well, we are doing this we're, ad we're because... We're doing the ad because they asked us to, because they they're our sponsor. Yes. Um, and had given us a promo code and made us a real podcast. Yeah. So thank you, Pro Sound Effects. Thank you, Pro Sound Effects. We will remember to say the name of the library this time. Which apparently we did Which we didn't time. do last time. I swear we did. I thought we did. So I, this... I thought I remember saying it, but maybe I edited it out somehow. Yeah. I must have chopped it. Anyways. I remember we needed to do Professional sound edit. people at work. Woohoo. Uh, this month, we are talking about Stallion, yes. um, another library from, from Ann Krober and Ellen Splett. Um, this one is horses. It's horses stuff. It's really good. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, some, some facts from the you know, page about the, the library. Uh, the, there's 89 sounds. There is 1.1 giga- gigs of, of in those 89 files. Uh, it's 24-bit, 48K. Uh, these are sounds from their personal recordings they did for movies such as The Black Stallion, The Horse Whisperer, Hildago, like some pretty big horse movies. Yeah, in not, Hollywood. Naughty's like, gold. Good sounding stuff. These are these are the sounds that were used in those. Yeah, they, they were horse movies. They yeah. weren't they weren't movies with horses in them. Yeah. yeah these were movies where horses like were pretty, pretty important <laughs> to the movie. Um, a bunch of these were done with a custom recording rig. That and this they is the exciting part. Made up for gallops and stuff. Yeah. So, so like the movement stuff in the library is really like quite like isolated. It's and, really, 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 really good for game audio specifically. Yeah. So they, you know, they've mounted all these mics on the horse, and they've got some pointing, like so you can hear the breathing of the horse, you can hear the footsteps of the horse. But what's really good about it, from mm-hmm. a game audio perspective, is that you've got like a minute and a half of yeah. steady gallop yeah. from one perspective that changes just enough that you can just go in and just chop this into like 500 variations. Mm-hmm. You've got so many variations. Yeah. Um, lots of different surfaces. Mm-hmm. And all, and all in the, the, the cool thing about this from a game design pr- perspective is that through all these surfaces and all these different speeds and gates, yeah. it's all they're all like very coherent with yeah. one another. Which is right. really tough to find. So you can use them as like one animal running on different surfaces. Exactly. exactly. With very a, little work in a game to engine. do. Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. have to do much more work after uh, after you edit them. Um they're broken up into gallops, gates, vocals, and miscellaneous. And vocals are broken up into just 
I guess it's generic vocals and Mustang. Stallion. I think it just said Stallion, didn't it? it stall- there's Stallion and, and Mustang. Yeah, anyways, I, I wasn't so very clear on why that w- the delineation was well, made. I, uh, but, um, but they're still good sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like a tip to beginners um, is that horses are really good for creature vocals. Yeah. A lot of people's tend to, you know, you defer to pigs, um, inward breathing type, type stuff, but horses mm-hmm. are scary. Right. Horses can sound really upset. Yeah. When they're not. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. Yeah. They can shriek like banshees. They don't, it's not always, of course, like the library still has all the, you know, very horse characteristic knickers and, 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 and neighs mm-hmm. and stuff. But it also has some really freaky screams in there. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of uh, um, carriages. That's the word I'm carriages. looking for. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, some, um, there's, there's non- really good carriage stuff in there as well. Right. Um, sort of mixed in some movement of, of carriages rolling. And there's, stuff. and there's some saddle foley. Yeah. Nice leather sounds. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's really good coverage. Really, I really enjoy the library. Mm-hmm. Um, I would buy this even if they hadn't given it to me. Yep, same. So. So cool. use the. So yes. Use the code. Use the, code. the We Are A Real Podcast code. Beards. Is it Beards. Or is it a different one this time? Nope, it's the same. Uh, beards, all one word, will get you 15% off of Stallion or Industrial Sounds with Soul, Which the library we, covered last, we uh, covered last one. Yeah. So, there we go. Thanks, Pro Sound Effects. Thank you. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We actually never left this time. You know how a lot of podcasts, they like do all their ads in the front and they pretend to leave, but then they just like sit there for five seconds and then pretend to be back? So like an encore. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and then they edit the ad in later because they just they just do them all on a Saturday, right? Type thing. We we just did the ad. Yeah, we're not that organized. Yeah, do a bunch of ads <laughs> at another time. No, this is this is as real as it gets. We're actually back, but we 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 never left. But <laughs> you know. Um. So we've got questions. Do we want to cover any more tips? Nah. Or are we going to jump to questions? Let's do some questions. Cool. I got to search for that now. All right. Kristoff. First question. Kristoff says from Twitter, uh, what's something you wish you could tell your former self about your first year in game audio? Mm. There are so many things. That's basically game audio tips. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> the game audio tips hashtag is that. I would. Oh, okay. No, the, there's the biggest one though. Yeah. Have the money talk before you do the work. Mm. Yeah. Don't do any, 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 any work. And I think this was one of this was one of my top game audio tips. So we're still kind of doing game audio tips mm-hmm. right now. But the biggest one that will reduce the most stress, yep. uh, that will protect relationships, that will just like com- will solve so many problems. And this is for all freelancing. Mm-hmm. Is have the money talk before you do any work. Yeah. There are so many ways that this can go wrong. Yeah. By not doing that. And I see it all the time everywhere still. Mm-hmm. Um, because apparently not everyone is listening to me on the planet. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with people, but this is such a thing. Um, I screwed it up. Yeah. Basically, what ha- what happens is you get excited about a project. You get excited about working together. Maybe you're intimidated or uncomfortable having the, about having the money talk. Um, you're working with people you like. You trust that they will value you this you and your work the same way that you value you and your work. 
Mm-hmm. This is rarely the case. Yeah. Not without discussion. Everybody thinks everyone else's job is easy. Yeah. It has to be talked about. I've, I know people that have been a year into a project Ooh. before they've had the money talk. And then finding out that the developer was thinking that they would cost like 10 times less than they thought they should cost. Jesus. When the, when the divide is that wide, yeah. there's no middle ground. Yeah. It's like somebody's, like you, they can't figure it out. So you have, even to, if, you even, have to sort that shit out ASAP. Even if you, like, even the, where the middle ground is when you're that far apart. Nobody's is, happy. Is going to make both sides so incredibly unhappy. Yeah. Like, you're coming down five times what you thought you were going to get, or yep. you're coming up five times what you thought you were going to pay. Like, that's huge numbers. Yeah, huge. It's not go like, oh, I thought I was going to get ten times, and he thought eight times, and we're coming to nine, and we're like, okay. Yeah, you need, like, the developer needs to know whether they can afford you as soon as possible. Yep. Um, and you you need to know whether, like, they actually value your craft. Mm-hmm. or And, like, you have to... They have to know. Um, I've just—it's it, rarely malicious. Mm-hmm. It's—it it sometimes is malicious. <laughs> It's—and I have a story about that. Uh, but uh, it's rarely people being like, "No, I don't want to have the money talk because they have secret plans in the back to screw you over." Yeah, which really they can't. Um, they are—they would be screwing themselves over because they can't use your stuff. Yeah. Without your permission. So without written permission. Legal problem. They can't there. use it. Like the IP is yours until you sign it over with yeah. the document. Yeah. So I think my tweet was was leaning more on on contracts. Mm-hmm. I won't even get into the contracts because the majority of what a contract is about is the money talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and what are the responsibilities? All this stuff. Like what are the responsibilities of each party? How do you get fired? How do you get hired? When do you start getting paid? How long are you going to be paid for? How much are you going to be paid? Is there revenue share involved? How much revenue share are you going to get paid? Does the revenue share renew uh, when you you release on a new console? How how long does it renew for? There are so many details that can cause massive arguments down the line. Yeah. um, Can ruin relationships, can can ruin your reputation, ruin their reputation, Mm -hmm. make you hate each other if you don't sort this stuff out. Early on, or else just cost you a bunch of money because you're just gonna have to roll over. Yeah. So that's the biggest one. Um, a malicious example uh, it was uh, my wife when very early on in her makeup days. Yeah. Agreed to a project, and they, I think, very purposefully put a lot of pressure on her with a deadline that was almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, she was working twenty-hour days. She was she hired a whole team of people. Yeah. To help her out to make this big monster suit for this local production of new grads, but they said they had all this money. Mm-hmm. And they would feed her enough money to keep the people that were working for her paid. Right. But she wasn't getting anything. And she kept asking for a contract. Yeah. Um, but not preparing her own. So this is where this is where the mistake happened. And I can't blame her because I wasn't doing anything right. At that time, either, I don't think. Yeah. Or maybe I had just been burned, so it was, like, right in the forefront of my mind. On a film again. I don't think this happens as much in indie games. Yeah. But uh, but it could. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible. They kept, they kept feeding her just enough money to keep her working. They kept just enough pressure on her to keep her working as well. And she was too intimidated to say, until there's a contract signed, I'm not yeah, doing yeah. anything else, and your entire film's going to fall behind. Yeah, and you're not going to find anyone to replace me because no one else will do it. Yeah, um, 
and she lost tens of thousands of dollars because they didn't have funding. They were they were completely riding off of lies. Mm-hmm. They were just making this shit up. They were this this imaginary funding they had didn't exist or was very tenuous. Yeah, and it dried up, and the whole thing got canceled. And she probably put two hundred hours into this. That sucks. Or like tens of thousands of dollars never got paid. That sucks. Because she never had the money talk up front. Well, she had the money talk, but she didn't do the contract. Yeah. Um, didn't get it. Didn't get it solidified. But I definitely. But there was just a post on one of the Facebook groups I, I frequent the other day that was someone had already done ten songs. Yeah. For their friends, and then their friends did not want to give them revenue share, did not want to pay them a fair wage either, mm-hmm. and but also but still wanted them on the project, <laughs> and wanted wanted them to do quote as much music as possible. <laughs> And it was just a very, very raw deal. Yeah. Um, because they didn't have the money talk up front. You got to yeah. square that away before anything else. The the two things I would, all of that. Yeah. Um, the two things I would add, and this is from experience. Uh, one would be make sure that you get uh, approvals written into your contract that approvals happen within the game. Ah, okay. Because I got burned by that on, on one of my first freelance projects. Right. I thought, I thought, you know, right, they're getting approved. It's good. And they're like, oh, well, we didn't actually have anything in the game. And it was like months after things were approved. They're like, actually, we want to redo all this stuff. Great. Uh, no. <laughs> um, uh, and the other super cynical thing uh, I would tell myself starting out in my first year of game audio was it's going to get even harder. Okay. Like, even though you've got your foot in the door, it's going to get even harder than this. Right. You know, as hard as you think it was to get where you're at, there's probably a lot more to come. Right, Um, right. It takes a long time before any of this, quote, gets easy. Yeah. You know, so. Stability takes a long time. Yeah, be be ready. Yeah. Be ready for that. Um, Ashton Morris, here's a fun one. Yay. Yay. Fun one. Uh, if someone gifted you $100,000, but contractually you could only spend it on game audio, what would be the first few things you'd buy? I would get an office for my team. Yeah? Yeah. That's what that's what we're thinking about all the time. Yeah, the, uh, a space was a the, space. First, the first thing I kind of thought about, too. And that would cover like a, a tenth of it. Because <laughs> we're in Vancouver. Oh... Uh. True, um, but yeah, space was the first thing. I would I would love to have a like dedicated space I could go to. Yeah, I don't know where you are, Ashton, but hundred grand doesn't go very far here. No, <laughs> you know, and there's there's definitely like oh I'd get a, a better mobile recording rig. Yeah, and you know I just sort of like I've been at this a while, so I've got a lot of stuff, I'm and it's gear happy right now. Yeah, a lot of it would just be like well I can improve everything mm-hmm. I've got. It's it's not like I've Got giant gaping holes. Right. And you know, I can I can do pretty much almost everything I need to do with what I've what I've got. It's mm-hmm. just sort of like, oh, I could I have a better shotgun mic and I could have a better recorder and Yeah. You know, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Better, better, better. Yeah. But a space, that's the like true thing that'd be yeah. like, right, I can move all my crap out of my living room. Yeah. Hundred grand. We could pay rent with that for two years. <laughs> oh, all right, here we go. Uh Emily asked um, I was chatting with a friend last night about a past client who gave gave me a lot of bad feedback. The friend suggested that I make a feedback form to give to future clients so their kind of feedback I need is explicitly outlined. 
Have you ever tried this, and what do you think? I don't like that idea. No? I don't, I, let, me try to th- let me try to think of why, though. Yeah. My initial reaction to that is, um, <laughs> I don't like trying to force my clients into an inorganic situation when it comes to creative feedback. Mm-hmm. Every client is different. Yeah. Every client provides feedback differently. Some are really good at it. Some are pretty bad at it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot better for you to intuit what the most common problems are and to work with that. Yeah. Nobody likes being handed a form. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe that's something that you can intuit. Maybe you can have the form on hand, but only use it with for the clients client. that seem like that that's what they would like. Right. That need to be directed in giving their feedback. Yeah. But usually it can be done with simple questions. Mm-hmm. Just like, what what don't you like about it? What would you like to change? Can you come up with any references? If they can't answer those questions, then I might just quit. <laughs> if they're un, if they're if if it comes to, if if it comes down to like I just don't like it and I want you to do it again. Yeah. And they're and depending on what the contract is like, it's, if they're going to be paying for it to be done again, then fine. Right. Or if it's hourly, then yeah. do it till the cows come home, or until everybody's sick on working it. Then we still might quit. But, yeah. Um, but if they are just resistant to giving any feedback, they, and their only feedback is, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend the time on telling you why. I don't want to spend the time on coming up with references. Mm-hmm. I'd just be like, fine, do it yourself. <laughs> and leave, probably. Um, because it's a waste of your time. Right. Uh, I, I'm not as opposed, I think, as you are yeah. to it. Uh, but I think it would depend on what's in it. Yeah. You know, and what, what exactly is, am I giving the person? Because... Uh, if you're doing bugs, you know, in bug tracking software, well, that's a form. Yeah. And that's part of game development is writing up bugs. Mm-hmm. So that kind of would be okay. Because um, the thing I've always It could found, be in a spreadsheet. Like, I guess yeah. we do have, you know, our asset lists. That it has a notes column a lot of the time. So People I think can I just leave notes. I think it would depend on the form. And, it, like, for me, the problem has always been with, with feedback is language. That's my biggest yeah. problem with, like, getting us on the same... Like, we're saying the same things that mean the same things about the sound. Yeah. So it's uh, it's almost more like I don't uh, – I might not necessarily find a form um, beneficial, but, like, just a sit down and, like, let's, you know, review the dictionary here of right. audio terms. Like, when you say this, what does that mean? Right. You know, and when I say this, this is what I'm meaning by it. And true. Here's true. an example of – a sound that embodies that word that I've just told you. Yeah, we could just be on a streak of good feedback and maybe I've forgotten what it's like. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what I would put on said form. Yeah. And it probably would be, do, do you like the sound? Yes, no. <laughs> if no, what don't you like about the sound? Please describe. Yeah. Can't. Do you think you can come up with a reference for said sound? But that kind of feels like you're approaching your client with a lot of work yeah. too, you know? Um, a lot of the time it's just just tell me, yeah, in point form what which sounds you don't like and why, unless and, they hate everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm totally lucky being here full time in one studio all the time mm-hmm. that you know I just roll my chair over and like we talk about it when people don't like stuff. So it's very I don't have to deal with any sort of remote location stuff in that regards. We just talk about the stuff, right? You know, which is like I'm internally grateful mm-hmm. for. 
Um, okay, Renzo had a question. How do you, this, you're going to have more of an answer for this than me. Um, how do you recommend balancing time with learning new skills and finding paid work that you can comfortably use your skills you already know? For example, having creative sound design freelance work with no implementation but wanting to learn technical sound design. Um, I've never been a good person to ask as far as balancing time goes. <laughs> but uh, I will say I have learned a lot by biting off just a little more than I can chew from time to time. Yeah. I think what you're saying is, like, don't only hop into things when you're 100% confident in them. Mm-hmm. You have to push yourself. Don't don't completely take on something. Don't, like, don't say you can mix a triple-A game when you've never even shipped an indie. That, like, that's never going to happen, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, within reason, push your boundaries. Yeah. And say you can try. Yeah. Or, or like, some people just say, say, like, say you can do it and, and freak out. Yeah. Freak out and get it done in a panic. Yeah. I've had to do a jazz song like that before. I've never, <laughs> I don't have any jazz experience. Yeah. I've never written jazz, but I did have to do a jazz song for Borsan Cheese. <laughs> Um, so the, the more spots you can find to learn on the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, get paid better, to learn, man. That's, that's try to get paid to learn the best. Um, if you do have to, I think if you have to split up your sort of like your learning bits and your making money bits, when, where do you split that focus? Well, you make sure you're getting enough jobs to pay your bills first and then whatever time yeah. you've got left over, put into learning stuff. And if it is something pretty obscure that you need to learn, yeah. you know, like, Probably technical sound design or code code mm-hmm. stuff. There aren't a lot of audio programmers out there. Yep. Um, and and you're getting things done slowly. Like you can't charge your full rate for that. I don't think ethically to yep. be like you are working and you are learning while you're working. Mm-hmm. Um. But you can still you know maybe scale it down a bit and right, just right. charge like yeah I don't know a fifth or something of what you would normally be charging because you know you're probably five times slower than right. So Someone offer that a knows cut what rate. they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Offer a cut rate or just just charge a very low amount and pretend that you worked less. But you worked <laughs> yeah. Not. I don't know. That might be bad advice. Take that grain of salt. Grain of salt. Yeah. Um. We we always we I we just learn like, mm-hmm. and maybe that's just an in-house thing. That's what responsible companies do. Is I have no problem with any of anyone on my team just taking a day or two days or three days to just learn stuff. Yeah. It makes sense. It's good. Uh, John Bash had two questions. Okay. Uh, First, can you pinpoint a single moment or period in your life where you overcame fear or something else that was holding you back in your career? I can remember why I got into audio period. Yeah. So that wasn't holding me back in my career. That was preventing me from going into a creative career. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it was like over the course of a week mm-hmm. living in South Korea I had been you know doing not dead end jobs but not the jobs I wanted to do Yeah, like my careers have been I did a lot of woodworking was an industrial painter I and then Caitlin and I moved to South Korea because we wanted to travel but we didn't have money so we went <laughs> we went to South Korea to teach English yeah and I met one of the like higher ups at the company that we were at his name was Sam. He's an Australian dude, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did. I met him by agreeing to take part in a forty-eight hour film festival in cool. Seoul with you know a bunch of mostly 
uh, North American folks. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam's Australian, but so it turned out Sam Sam was a a higher up at her company, but also B his his wife was one is one of the top voice actors in Korea. Crazy. And so we did this forty eight hour film. I starred in it. <laughs> it's online. <laughs> it's called Kim oh. Kim Kim Marie. You can go watch it. It's actually not bad. Yep. Um. And then after that. So I got to know Sam, and Sam's like a really nice guy, and his wife was a really nice guy. And we we also posted the film mm-hmm. at a, one of the professional commercial studios that, or we did the post audio at a professional commercial studio, recording studio, Yep, uh, that his wife worked at. And she, the the woman there was like a wizard. I was completely blown away by what, what, this, she was what doing. the sound design business was. Yeah. She was so fast, and she brought so much life to this film that was otherwise very bland and stale. And I was pretty in the dark about what sound design was at that point. Mm-hmm. I think I'd seen some movie magic shows on it or something. Yeah. Um, but I was also kind of, I'm a small town kid. I didn't mm-hmm. know regular people could work in entertainment. That was not something people in my town did. Yeah. You know, it was a mill town. And here were these two incredibly friendly, successful people. And I was also, you know, from middle or lower lower middle class, under the impression that successful people couldn't be nice either. Right. You know, that they were all greedy assholes. Yeah. And uh, probably had, like, killed someone to get where they are. Yeah. But they were just completely pleasant people that were really giving and and wanted to help us out in any way that they could. Yeah. And actually, we weren't even working for Sam at that point. Like, he, he wound up helping us out later on because our, our school went out of business. Mm-hmm. And they, so yeah. So there are successful, nice people. And that's when I was like, maybe I can do this too. Because right. I think what, it was, what was keeping me low was that I was kind of a timid, non-confrontational person. And I thought to be successful, you had to have yeah. more yeah. confrontational personality traits. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've got any single one moment that I overcame something. It it just, it feels like it's like everything has just been like slow minor builds to everything. Yeah. Um, it's so that I, you know, look back and be like, I used to be really scared of doing that. Mm-hmm. When did it happen that I'm not? Yeah, you know, I, like, I think about that regularly. Like I used to feel that I was a, you know, shy, not outgoing, introverted person and now I'm like, if I like honestly look at it, I'm like, well, I I like going to events. I like talking to people. I like going out and socializing with industry people more than a lot of other people I know. Mm-hmm. I like to talk at events. I like to do this podcast where, you know, we're essentially talking to hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. And I don't know, 10 years ago, I'd have been like, I'm never going to do that. Like, why would I? I'm, no. Yeah. But it's just been slow, little, little build, little build, little build. There wasn't, there wasn't just necessarily one great moment where I put all that aside. It's yeah, well, like, the, the metaphor I like to use for this industry that my and entertainment, I think, mm-hmm. um, probably a lot of jobs is you never like break through. Yeah, you never break through. It's like you start in deep snow and the snow gets less deep. Right. It's it's never just like a smash through through this window and then suddenly it's everything's all good. Yeah, and at some point you're like, wasn't there a blizzard here? Yeah, yeah. When, what? When did this field get here? Right. Uh, second second question from John. When's the summer audio bash? 
Thankfully, July 14th. we covered that at the beginning. Yeah. We remembered. Oh, Nick answers on. I talked to him a bit about this on on Twitter, and this is this is going to be a question I think we're going to circle back to on another podcast. Okay. Um, you mentioned something recently about the stereo mix of some indie games being matrixed into 5.1 by the middleware. How could you demystify this? When, why, how does this happen? Any pros or cons? Um, and my, my response was, actually, I'm not sure uh, where or what I was talking about in that regard. <laughs> Um, but I'm in the middle of converting a stereo game to 5.1. Is that what you were talking about? Um, it's it's a very manual process. Some of it's done by the middleware, um, but lots of new content needs to be created as well. Um, and he said, yes, I guess, uh, I guess I know so little about it, I'm not even sure what to ask. I think Gord said the only 5.1 he's done was handled by the middleware. I'm just fired up for you guys to talk about 5.1 now that you're using it, but we'll try to think of a better question next time. Um, and I've never done five one. I, I'm in the middle of it right now. So yeah. I feel probably in a month or two, I'll have done enough that I can actually talk better about converting a game. Right. Um, cause right now I'm like finding out what the questions are. Yeah. I know I've never shipped a five one game. He's probably, but I, I've probably said the things that I do know. And yep. that's, you can put. You know, you can set your routing in FMOD to two five one, and you can grab an object and sweep it around, and it will allocate it to the correct speakers. Yeah. So that that is something that's taken care of by the middleware. But like everything else, there's probably a bunch of weird stuff. Yeah, that's what that's where I'm in the process of finding. Like I've I've sort of like baseline set a bunch of stuff up to the basics to the speakers, mm-hmm. but then I got to figure out what stuff actually sounds like and what where do I actually have to put stuff and yeah. Um, there's a there's a bunch that is so-called handled by the middleware, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of you need Especially to set up. Especially for a 2D up. game, it's going to be odd. Yeah. You 2D need to, game's going to be almost entirely manual. You, you need to want. set up what um, is done. It's because it's a different, it's a very different thing mm-hmm. uh, doing surround for a, a 2D game versus most people think of, I think, they think of uh, surround for a first-person shooter where you're like immersed right in the middle of the action. Right. And that's got a very certain, a lot of stuff that, you know, is known that now how you need to set that up and stuff. And so, mm-hmm. a two D indie game is a very different different beast than that. So, yeah, totally. I will report back. Okay, when I've done the work. Uh, Josh Adam Bell, very commonly talked about on Real Talk all the time. Okay, I think every single episode Josh gets mentioned. Um, I disagree with the sentiment I see sometimes that film sound is easy mode when compared to game audio. Uh, what are some things you found we can learn as game sound designers from film sound design and its process? Who says that? I I've never heard that. I've heard that. Oh really? I oh, dis- yeah. I disagree with that very strongly as well. Yeah, you don't think film sound is easy mode? The only film, the only first like full time film person I am very close to works ten times harder than anybody in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> It's so much more finicky. Mm-hmm. The standards are, and I know, like I know, we have high standards in mm-hmm. AAA, but the standards are much, much, much higher in film. Yep, they'll spend two months on a mix, mm-hmm. and that's not, and they're not doing pointless stuff. Mm-hmm. It's because film film people are very, very, very picky about very specific timing, yep. um, very specific mic, uh, EQ. It's and the schedules are horrific. Vancouver's a bad example for a whole thing that I won't even get into. And, but, in that, but that's where my experience lies. Yeah. And the, 
the schedules are insane. Mm-hmm. The business, the business side of things is ten times harder. Yeah, because um, you're dealing with movie people, and yeah, they fight very hard with their budgets. <laughs> um, to I put w- it politely, right? Uh, I haven't. I I honestly can't say because I haven't done film stuff in I don't know how many years. Yeah, and it was only ever tiny little little bits of stuff. I've never worked in the film industry. Also, I'm you know so I'm wildly intimidated by icon mixing boards. Yep, like there's a huge amount of knowledge required to run one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's I think it's it was it was referred to just because it's a, a doing. Because I think a lot of film people moved over to Game Sound at one point, thinking right. this is going to be easy or the same, right? Or the same, the same, and it's like it's not. It's not it's the a, same, and yeah. it's 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 not one is easier than the other. It's it's just a different skill set. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as far I, as yeah, like, I'm not saying that games are yeah, easier no, 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 than film. No, I don't think you are at all. Film at all, but I would never say that film is easy mode. Yeah. Um, and I think that level of detail is something totally. You're right. Yeah, and um, especially the attention, the the dialogue standards are higher. Yeah, for the most part, other than top of the pile Naughty Dog type mm-hmm. stuff. But like my friend Miguel, who co-organizes the sound designers meetup with me, yep. he's a dialogue editor, and he knows about he knows more about RX than almost anyone <laughs> in game audio. Yeah, um, and because his his standards are insanely high, his standards for dialogue are deli- so much higher than mine. And the film gets delivered the worst dialogue ever. Exactly. It's people, they, it's not in studio recordings. Oh, we ADR'd this on an iPhone. Here, make it match. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so the mixing, the dialogue mixing thing, the location mixing, the technicalities there are insane. Yeah. To make the dialogue sound consistent throughout an entire film that's being shot in 40 different locations. Yeah, it's crazy. So I think it's I think it's just, it's a different skill set. Different skill set. And, and especially as we've, gotten deeper and more involved as as game audio as games have yeah we've we've distanced ourselves even more from film in that skill set that's yeah. different um and what we can take from film i honestly i can't say because i'm i'm not exposed to what they're doing like hardly I think, at all i think game design can continue taking things from film yep. i still find even most top AAA games to be awkward clunky weird timing Strange delivery, timing, mm-hmm. s- pauses that really weird me out and are the reason that, you know, people like my wife think games are not a serious format sometimes. Yeah. You know? Like, we, there's, there are a lot of things that we can still take away from film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying we can't. I'm just like, I don't know what they are because I... Specifically. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't work in that field and I don't work with those people, so... Yeah, I would, I would... Get in an argument with someone that claimed film sound was easy mode for sure. Yep. Willem uh, uh, asked, you sometimes talk about tonal sound design. To what lengths do you go to tune the sound effects and what are good, bad examples of tonal sound effects? A good example lately, um, Mario running on the wires. Yeah. That is in key with whatever song is playing at the time. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Amazing. Um, I... Honestly, don't do as m- much of that. I should do more. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other people in the studio who are doing that kind of stuff because it's relevant. Yeah, we do tons of it to to their game, and it's it's whenever you can find a chance to do it, it it's great. Uh, we're we're doing a new trailer. Dan is doing a new trailer for 
a new DS Don't mm-hmm. Starve thing. Um, and he retuned all of Wilson's trumpet voice stuff to the song that was playing. Great. It's brilliant. It's great. It's yeah. awesome. It didn't actually take that long, but it actually just makes it all like just so much that little bit more harmonious that people don't realize. Yeah. And it's awesome. And just to be clear, by tonal sound design, we mean sound design that has a definable note. Yeah. A definable musical note. Yeah. But that is still like a sound effect, being triggered by something in the game. Mm-hmm. It's not part of the soundtrack, but if it's yeah. wrong, it will clash with the soundtrack. If you can uh, take your, if you've got HUD sounds that are beeps yeah, um, or tonal clicks, tune them to the, the music that plays at the yeah. same time. So it's, it's kind great. of communicate with your composer yeah, or else just... You, sometimes you don't have to. If you already have the song, you can just... Yeah. And you know a bit about music, you can just figure out what the key is on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so kind of like do as much as you can. Yeah. Um, within reason. That's the thing, too. I saw a thing about the, the Mario thing, and immediately there was um, developers going like, this Freaking is so out. amazing, we could never do this. And I'm like, like actually... You absolutely can. <laughs> it's actually not that hard. You just have to have some, some commitment. And conversation. To it. And a, yeah. yeah, a conversation. We're doing it in Game Maker and Wandersong, so right. it can be done. <laughs> right. Like, I was approaching um, on doing a side project game with somebody, and uh, there was a comment that the, 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 the forward and back were, like, a half a tone out, mm-hmm. so it didn't sound great. Right. <laughs> there was a, it was a semitone. Yeah. And it was out of key with the music. And yeah. so I started a conversation um, with the composer, and I'm like, well, what's... What's is there something that's common to like all the songs you've written? Can we find a common? Unfortunately, he wrote in a whole bunch of different keys, so yeah. nothing was going to work. But I'm like, all right, well, I can Without at least multiplying the sound effects. And I approached the devil, like, hey, okay, so this is you know, we can leave it the same, we can you know, or we can make it tuned to whatever song is playing if you want to put in the hooks. And he's like, I don't care that much. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. So, uh, uh, but I at least I went back and tuned them to each other. Right. So like, okay, they're at so least... So they're consistent. Yeah. They're at least harmonious with each other. Yeah, and they will... That'll make them sound less musical in themselves if they just stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for questions. That's it. This so is a long one. That is that is it for the podcast. Uh, thanks for listening as always. See you next month. See you later. <laughs>